0: Hey everyone, Matt from SoundRolling.com and you are listening to the SoundRolling.com podcast. Whole idea is that I'm just sharing my experience. It's coming up to about 8 years out of uni, I think. Uh, So probably like 10 years uh, with film school. Um, And yeah, 500 and something projects later, I'm just kind of sharing where I'm at right now. I kind of feel that this is the right time to start documenting because I'm not too far away from where I started off and I'm in a kind of more comfortable um, quote-unquote successful position, I guess, than when I, when I was starting out. Um, and so hopefully I can pull from that because then I've still got some way to go and it's not like I'm uh, retiring next year or anything. Um, so I do a lot of uh, YouTube live hangouts. Again, you can uh, subscribe over there. They'll just randomly give you a notification when I do uh, pop-up live. Um, time varies depending on your time zone, etc., etc. And... So yeah, so I'm just answering questions from that in this podcast, as you might have known. Otherwise, if you're new here, hello, welcome. Uh, So, uh, Alexandre asks, hello, ambient wild sound, mono or stereo? What kind of stereo, if any? Uh, Generally, my approach to this in terms of ambient sounds of like the soundscape of the actual room or space or city, um, it's mainly comprised of mono, uh, effects. I do have a Zoom H1 as kind of a little handy uh, kind of XY array of, uh, of stereo um, and that can be useful sometimes for just kind of sitting on a corner or if uh, we've got some spare kind of downtime between location moves and things like that, I will get some. Um, but the general idea and focus for me is making sure that I get all that room tone and that I get all the uh, kind of effects that are happening. Um, and, of course, the dialogue, uh, which is key. Uh, so whether that's wild dialogue or, obviously, the dialogue while the take is going on. Um, cool trick for uh, room tone. I actually did a video on this as well, and on, on my YouTube is just a, a hack for it now. Now that you can have things like Isotope RX6 Ambience Match, it actually means that you don't need that much room tone to be able to just print unlimited amounts of room tone because the program basically synthesizes out any like sonic differences and basically finds the most common elements uh, that are in that kind of two, three second recording. Uh, so one of the ways to get a kind of longer segment of room tone from the actual scene without kind of getting room tone at the end of the day is to ask the director to basically take a bit of time before they say action or take a bit of time before they say cut. Um, so a scene will be going on, and then basically, as soon as the dialogue's finished, the actors uh, naturally stop moving and cut. And you'll just find that you'll have a few more seconds each time as a reference point, um, and that should hopefully help your sound editors. This is, of course, if you're running out of time, otherwise, about 15 seconds is probably enough. Five seconds for people to kind of shut up, five people for five seconds for people to start kind of contemplating their existence and five seconds for them to start to get really itchy about contemplating that so seems to be a, a pretty sweet spot it doesn't feel too long as opposed to 30 seconds which feels like an eternity um and it'll it'll definitely give you enough especially now more and more people have that technology to be able to print as much room tone as they want um yeah, so then in terms of stereo it's just it's very separate. I know a lot of I know some people, I should say, that have uh, kind of stereo rigs on top of mono rigs and so they're able to record kind of stereo and mono at the same time. Um, but in terms of doing that for dialogue it it seems a bit redundant because you're basically still just cutting around the dialogue because you don't want the dialogue to be in stereo. You just want it to be in mono. So Again, my main focus is that there's some times where it's more important to do stereo like in 360 video or even in branded content these days where it's often an interview that you'll do and then they need lots of soundscapes of the people walking around while they overlay and make essentially the interview a voiceover um, and they just need some underlay of kind of hints of texture of the s- of. The space, so um, done a couple of things for uh, Nike recently, and um, yeah, it's just an interview with someone talking about trainers. But then they're walking around where they live or where they are or what they do, and so you just record some general mono and stereo kind of atmos for that, just to help them layer it in. You can go one step further with uh, feature films, and if you have a five-point-one array, um, you're going to be well, applauded, especially in the low-budget realm um, by the sound designers because 5.1 Atmos is obviously a lot harder to come buy than uh, Stereo Atmos, and most films these days uh, are trying to scale up to 5.1 for uh, cinema screenings and things like that. So that is my current stance, roughly, on um, recording ambient sounds and how I kind of approach it in early 2019. Uh, This may change, who knows, and I'll uh, keep you updated, of course. Um, and speaking of a course I've got a load of free sound courses at learn.soundrolling.com so do check those out sign up just with an email there's nothing to pay uh, I still need to get a handle on my blog but right now I'm trying to smash the podcast in YouTube so find me on YouTube by just uh, typing in sound rolling, I guess. And of course, on Instagram, just hit me up on the DM or in my stories every day. I'm putting a kind of question sticker so people can uh, give me content that way in terms of answering what I'm up to at this point. So until next time, I'll see you later.